singer about the sun and the moon and spring. I like to sing about a guy so blue and a T or two. Wait, did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> you watched oh, the wrong movie. No. That's not the right movie at all, TZ. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. I am Jeff Bell, one of your two. And I'm TC. TC is right there. We need to just <laughs> cut the line. I was doing oh, sorry. so I'm good. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Start. You can you can do the intro. I'll, I'll sit over here quietly. Well, no, I mean, I mean we, pretty, we pretty much just did the intro. It's okay. We, 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 we can talk about oh, the movie. You want to okay. talk about the movie? We can talk about the movie <laughs> Yay, now. we're going to talk about Disney movies. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, this week, this week's episode, we watched uh, the 1940 Disney film. Obviously, it's a Disney film because this is a Disney podcast. I am going to try Makes not sense. to say that every episode. But we watched the 1940 film Fantasia, which, and as you noticed, the beginning of this episode did not have a quote because mm-hmm. the... The movie's a lot of music, and I I couldn't just pull a quote from music. <laughs> you, you could have done the you could have done the oh, oh Mr. Sakowski, oh, Mr. Sakowski. You know that is true. Oh man, and Mickey sounded so weird too. For look, s- let's let's <laughs> let's just jump on this right away. Mickey Mouse is the most iconic Disney character. He's the original Disney character, right? Oswald, shut up. Uh, but. Nobody wants to sit through a 90-minute, 100-minute, two-hour movie of that voice. That is true. It's very I'm annoying. Sorry. It gets on you very quickly. <laughs> I, I love Mickey. I love me. Mickey is one of the most important pop cultural icons of all time, but that voice. That's why <laughs> That's why we could never have an, a two-hour Mario cartoon movie. Because who wants to sit through that for two hours? Oh, man, that would drive me bonkers. That would drive yeah. me so flipping bonkers by the time we... <laughs> that... <laughs> it's the voice. I love Mickey. I lo- and and is there anything more iconic to just Fantasia itself but Mickey uh, but Missy, Mickey also with The Sorcerer's Apprentice? Oh, that right. Is, yeah. That is so... Uh, the, the, I, the Sorcerer's Apprentice is such a, like iconic uh image i mean i mean the whole mickey in that that red robe and the blue starred hat or uh, the white star mm-hmm. blue hat uh is just such such a mental <laughs> like everybody thinks of that that's one of the two things yeah. people think of it's the only spoilers it's the only surviving <laughs> sequence <laughs> from uh I, th- I believe in fantasia 2000 it's the only one they kept in yes so correct they did they did did put that into uh, Fantasia 2000. So it's like but we uh, have quite a few decades before we get there. That is true. Quite a few episodes away, TZ. Uh, <laughs> if we ever make it, it's 35 episodes away. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So we're going to take a running leap. We're going to do 25 of these episodes in a week, one week, and we're just going to get to it. No, you don't um, want to do so 25. I, I, <laughs> Sorry. No, no Sorry. I'd rather not. I'm just going to keep talking about Fantasia. <laughs> but this this movie, I have. Well, for those who might not remember, Fantasia is made up of uh, classic pieces of orchestration that are that images are put to, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's narrative stuff such as um, the pastoral or the um, the uh, hours, which has the hippos and the <laughs> right or bald mountain, and then there's some more um, visual. Uh, abstraction stuff such as like the intro of the orchestra, the night, cr- the Nutcracker. Um, even Ave Maria doesn't have much of a narrative, um, and and it's it's not one 
film, it is a series of 11, 12 short films Mm -hmm. that are packaged into this theme of music, of orchestration. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I forgot the only one of these entire thing that I had no memory of whatsoever is the last one, the Ave Maria piece. I had, I had no memory of that. Did you remember the night on bald mountain going into it? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I completely remember bald mountain there. There are such iconic moments in this entire film that the, even, even going so far as all these songs are from Fantasia. Right. (laughs) First and foremost, um, that's that when you hear many of these pieces of music, the first thing anyone thinks of, I feel if you're any sort of Disney fan, you, you hear the, you see the images that go hand in hand with these, with these pieces, what? the Nutcracker Suite, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, Bald Mountain. <laughs> well, like I, I definitely, I feel like anybody kind of recognizes, um, the, the, the piece of music from the Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, or, or like mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's just part of pop culture. Like people know that piece of music and you'll, if, yeah. and the response you're probably going to get from most people is, is, oh, that's the thing with Mickey. Like it's from, it's Mickey's yeah. it, like, that's what that literal, that broad stroke of, of, um, of knowledge of it's that video with Mickey in it and the brooms. You may not mm-hmm. know what that piece of music is called or the fact that it's even from Fantasia because I, there's a part of me that wonders if a lot of people, uh, those who don't, you know, who don't know the Disney catalog, you know, front to back. Um, right. But I wonder if there's not a lot of people who, because this was kind of me for a while growing up, that looks at that piece, the Sorcerer's Apprentice piece, um, and think that that's from a completely different film. You know, or or that it's just a short, or it's just a it short, just exists right. on its own. Because it really that right there, the the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and this is I get start getting into a little more of the tech side of it. But I watching that, mm. I go, that's a Disney movie. Like I can see, like they've they've finally. I know Pinocchio really did look a lot closer to a Disney movie, but The Sorcerer's Apprentice yeah. looks exactly like what I picture a older Disney movie looking like. I'm like, that's it. The animation's yeah. there. The, yeah. the the way it looks, the way that the animation just just or the yeah the design and the animation. It's just like that's that's Disney. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why people. I don't know if Fantasia is the first Disney movie that pops in people's heads. I'd be surprised if it is, except for Steven Spielberg, because apparently it's his favorite animated movie. <laughs> but this, because it doesn't have a narrative that stretches the two hours. By the way, right? Oh my goodness, that- I forgot it was two hours. I sat down, and went what play <laughs> what but this this feels more to me like a documentary about an appreciation for orchestra uh for symphonies mm-hmm. for for ballet that uh it, i don't necessarily put this in the same place as the narrative stuff like pinocchio like snow white that we've seen so far this is a lengthy uh Com, uh, classic classical music appreciation film uh, but by by no means less impressive my god all this is done by hand oh. we need to keep remembering that all of this was drawn and painted and animated by hand during that first Incredible. piece of music after they've actually uh, like introduced the um the, the the animation in that that piece where it starts mm-hmm. off with just the shadows of the orchestra, which by the way, that alone yeah. was pretty awesome, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a great way to immerse immerse people into 
into the like what they're about to experience right but, but you're saying but it's that, i mean even so that's like a nice subtle transition because they they kind of mix in slowly this animation into it and even the way that they're showing the outlines or the shadows of the uh, orchestra uh, orchestra players they're kind of doing mm-hmm. it in a way that starts feeling more cartoonish and then mm-hmm. finally yeah. introducing animation into it but the animation oh holy cow the animation in that first sequence is so so fluid it's so like i don't know how they did it by hand and made it look so gorgeous oh and then and then this this um the uh uh the 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 visual soundtrack bit where uh or they or they take a break and they're like we want to we want to introduce somebody that doesn't get a lot of notice and it's the soundtrack (laughs) and it's the line that comes out and it's like the the wave pattern of the 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 piece Mm -hmm. of music that is just yeah that's fantastic (laughs) mostly because every sound has a different unique waveform to it like it's Mm -hmm. got its own Mm -hmm. style and how it's animated sometimes it's jaggedy lines sometimes it's kind of curvy like you know wide lines and just oh it's so well done and to think like yeah Yeah, that's all done by hand that was another piece that I, I had no memory of was the the soundtrack. Guy. Yeah, I don't but remember the, that. Uh, that that piece, and that's after the intermission. Which now, okay, so I'm curious, which version did you watch? Because I watched my the childhood version that I still have, okay. which is on VHS. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I went there, and it's um, wow. It, it, it has the intermission card up for about a minute, like a minute. Or thirty seconds. It's it's it does the intermission. Does it say did it say um, Fantasia that, like that that title card? Yes, okay. that's the that's the intermission card. Okay, so that's the version that and, I, uh, watched. I, I watched. I watched I watched okay. a Blu-ray rip of it, but it uh, Blu-ray copy totally totally didn't <laughs> didn't. I watched a but digital copy I, of the movie. Mm, yeah, yeah, there you go. No, a fascinating thing. No opening credits. No, no closing credits. There are are there any other major motion pictures that have that? I, is this like a one of a kind situation? I think it is because I I I was a little thrown off by the fact that there was not any closing credits. The movie because it because yeah. that whole Ava Maria thing happens and they're kind of just moving off into the sunset and the sky and then, boom. And then it's just kind <laughs> of yeah it fades to black and my I'm sitting there watching the screen going. This is a really long pause for some reason. Yeah, and then I went, oh no, it's <laughs> oh it's oh it's done. It's done. Yeah, it it does make it feel more like going to a concert. I will say that that having the curtains open and close between intermission, have the curtain open at the beginning, it did feel like being transported to. I was watching on my big screen, so with the lights off, and it it did feel live in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other variation I'm wondering if you had is the uh, pastoral. Um, sorry the. Uh, yeah, the the Greek the Greek mythology mythological characters. Um, if you guys uh, have any interest in going on IMDb, there's a novel's worth of information about specifically that piece with all the with all the fauns and the pegasuses and the centaurs, uh, centaurs, centaurs, centaurs. <laughs> Words are hard, TC. Did your did your version have? sunflower in it is sunflower the one that was shining the shoes yes are the hoofs or whatever or was helping was like yes. one of that was like a handmaiden yeah. mine did mm-hmm. not have that neither did mine okay okay it's it's now we oftentimes in the classic disney era when you go back this far and being products of the era in american history mm-hmm. 
Uh, we kind of touched on it last week with the is Stromboli racist, yeah. stereotypical Italian man, <laughs> and I, I argued that it wasn't. Um, however, <laughs> Sunflower is a racial stereotype. Yeah. A black, a black character with the with the big lips, uh, who's has submiss who's submissive to the the uh, centaur at. Um, now here's here's a little interesting factoid about her sunflower the character they they did their best like the versions we watched where they just they pushed in the animation so you couldn't see her and they essentially omitted her from the, f the film right they have since gone back and put her back in in a couple of variations of fantasia but the neatest thing is that people on deviant art and fan art sites out there have embraced sunflower the character and empowered her and there's some amazing fan art out there of the centaurettes and the zebra, um, the zebra centaurettes, mm -hmm. because they are those are the African female uh, centaurs, right? So there's some, there's some. It's it's cool. I think that people have embraced what was kind of a rude choice, <laughs> Mister Disney. <laughs> but but you know, malicious or not, right? You know, but like you said, you're coming back, and I I don't I don't condone it. I don't by all means. I'm not saying that, but it's it's you're like you said, it was it was from that era, and it's so hard sometimes to to pass judgment because it's like, well, that's what they were doing back then, that, or not? Yeah, that, but sorry, that's that's wrong. That was the norm. <laughs> that was the norm back then yeah. in their in, in 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 the average like Americans' eyes. But it's still like, oh. No, don't. Why? Why it's, would you? It really do that? is that question of of malicious intent. Was there malicious intent in doing that, or was it just a sad product of the times? Mm -hmm. And certainly, this is not something that we need to go on continued <laughs> length of because it's such a minute part of what makes this movie so good. It was just something that was worth pointing out is that there are different variations of Fantasia out there, um, but in particular, it's wh whether the intermission card is there, whether there's credits at the beginning or end, and whether or not Sunflower has been omitted from from the film. True. It's funny. You know what? They they omitted uh, Sunflower from a lot of copies. However, they didn't bother omitting all of the nudity that's in this film. Demon boobs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Demon boobs. The, 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 the. <laughs> This is where the show's That's my note. That's my note in my in my well, it just says demon boobs. I was okay, so going into it, going into it cuz my my first note was what are the guidelines for mythological creatures and nudity in an animated film? That's a question that I mm -hmm. I legitimately have because this is still a family film. I don't care if it's from the 1940s. It's still a family film. It's still an animated film. The uh the yeah. the centaurs or the centaurettes like the, the when you first see them, it's they're bathing in in a in a mm -hmm. lake and they first come out and you're like oh they you know there's there's the shape there's the shape of a boob on right. on, on the one and you're like whatever <laughs> that's just how they look but then you realize like mm -hmm. no after that sequence they're all wearing um like tops or like flowers that cover them which then makes me go look, look, oh look, Jeff, so Jeff, she was on. topless <laughs> Yeah, no, Jeff, come on. You have to think in Disney logic, Donald Duck walks around pantsless, but he puts a towel on when he gets out of the shower. True. That is very true. And so going into that, I'm like, okay, all right. So they're made some weird Disney logic, but no, no, no. The ghost during the night on Bald Mountain, flat out boobs. Just there is. Nipples. Oh, and that's, and I wrote that down. I went, that it's not just the outline. It's not just the shape. They flat out have nipples. And I went, what? How how is this in a Disney animation? How? 
Yeah, let's let's go to the beginning. If you go back to the beginning of the film with the Nutcracker Suite, um, the fairies, the, the fairies. There is something. And actually, this is one of the things I wanted to bring up to you. One of my first notes is there's an there is a sexuality to a lot of the imagery right up front with with the the pixies coming out of the flowers and you know the passing of the seasons those draw even the fish am i supposed to think the fish is sexy like <laughs> <laughs> it's got the it's got the betty davis eyes i'm very confused right now jeff <laughs> i have a lot of questions and i need some answers because i don't know how to feel right now you know, it is very true like even even the 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 fairies were very kind of provocative in their drawings and their style mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. real quick as a side note i would like to point out that they looked very much so like tinkerbell Yes, like, yeah, or, 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 like definitely an, an early, or, early, exactly an early grand, uh, grandparent. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I'm yeah. fascinated by the fact that Strakowski hated the nut. He detested were the words he detested the Nutcracker, <laughs> and it's not performed very often in the 40s. Yeah. Oh. Can you go a Christmas without hearing the Nutcracker now? Well, see, that that was I started making a list because when I heard that, I went. What do you mean it's not performed that much? I think everybody knows the <laughs> Nutcracker. And then I started like researching that, being like, wait, 70, when did 70 plus years ago. Yeah. And then and then uh, the other one, like, the, the other comment I made is when they're talking about, oh, I'm sorry, which song is it? I was trying to keep track of all of them. The one where it's like the actual history of the of the world or oh, uh, the, uh, the Rite of Spring. The Rite of Spring. Rite of Spring. When before that, like, oh, so like the, 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 the message that um, – the uh, the host gives as well as what you see. It wasn't mm-hmm. a meteorite that killed the dinosaurs, ah, but it, it was, was the dust bowl. It, it was the dust bowl effect. And I went, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> did they not know it was a meteorite back in 1940? And I looked it up, and I'm like, oh no, it's the late 70s is when that guy, is when the person had actually discovered it. And I went crazy. Wait, that's see, a- that's oh. that's the element of documentary documentary that this movie gives us. Yeah, I'm like, wait, that was only the last 30. Almost 40 years ago that that happened. I thought that happened mm-hmm. a, like centuries ago. And I'm like, oh. It seems like such common knowledge, right? Yeah. A meteor destroyed the dinosaurs. Right. Oh, a little bit of spoiler. A little bit of spoiler here. Hmm. The Dust Bowl is an issue in the movie Dinosaur, which we will get to many moons from now. Ooh, interesting. Disney's yeah. coming around full yeah. circle with their theory. They're really pushing <laughs> the whole Dust Bowl theory. Disney believes what, it was what? the Dust Bowl. <laughs> Speaking of theories, though, I... Can you imagine trying to push evolution as a piece now? Oh, Do you think man. the Christian right would have any – Not, I definitely don't want to get political, but I thought it was fascinating that they they blatantly laid out, to the best of their knowledge in the 40s, right. evolution. Like, yeah. That the universe was created, that Earth was created over billions and billions of years, billions and billions <laughs> of years. Thank you, Carl Sagan. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, I, know. I thought that was rather progressive Agreed. for the time. It would definitely be progressive now. Agreed. Like, I, I was watching that going, oh, that's very interesting that they are flat out just saying, yeah, no, it's evolution. Don't, don't, no, it's evolution. Mm-hmm. Look, they came from tiny little organisms. Yet then, like, yeah. 20 minutes later, they show us Greek gods, which is like, okay, now you're just confusing <laughs> me and what you, what you believe in. That's, <laughs> that's for the faithful people to go. Oh, well, see, they showed they showed the fantastic mythological uh, Greek characters, just like they showed the fantastic mythological idea of evolution. <laughs> you know, TC, I got to say this. You know, don't you just hate it when you're having fun with your centaurs and little flying babies and you're just drinking wine mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. running around and then the Greek gods yeah. show up and just ruin everything? 
<laughs> Don't you hate that? I hate that. I hate when that I happens. Do. I do. See, I feel that uh, the the uh, pastoral is a commentary on alcoholism <laughs> and the foolish nature of partying like Bacchus because he looked like he was having a good time, but we were laughing at his foolishness. You know, and I will say this right now, Bacchus might have been fooling around, but I think we know where the guy from Pinocchio was selling all the jackasses to. <gasps> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that jackass he's riding around? Looks very familiar from somewhere. <laughs> so that's the market. His market was to Bacchus. Yep. <laughs> the, the Greek god. <laughs> or the Greek. Ah, oh, man. God, I've said, I, I had such a fondness for that section when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the di- My obsession with dinosaurs began with Fantasia. That section of the dinosaurs really enthralled me when I was younger. Um, yes, before anyone wants to comment, we know Tyrannosaurus Rex and the Stegosaurus did not exist in the same era. In fact, we live closer to the era of the Tyrannosaurus than the Tyrannosaurus lived in the era of the Stegosaurus. But the, the time between the two, we understand. So is that the reason why the T-Rex was in Jurassic Park? Because it's Spielberg's favorite <laughs> oh, it movie. Been called, it should have been called Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if Spielberg's favorite movie is Fantasia, and Fantasia yeah, deposits yeah. this idea that the T-Rex was around the same time as all the other dinosaurs, mm-hmm. I'm sensing a conspiracy <laughs> here, TC. You solved it, mis- you solved the mystery. Well, that's the end of this podcast. I'm done. All right, uh, cool. Thank you for listening, everyone. You can read me. Uh, Jeff, what are, Jeff, what are your memories of fantasia like when's the last time you watched this actually oh. I'm, i we haven't touched on that yet it's been it's been i've i saw this movie um more recent than i had pinocchio uh but not as recent as snow white um i'd have to say it's probably mm-hmm. been about 14 15 years i think it was sometime oh in early high school that i had watched it because i remember going I don't rem- I don't think I actually have any knowledge of this film. Let me rent it. Yeah. Rent it back in the day, mm-hmm. kids. Um, <laughs> you know, you'd have to go to a store Video. and and you paid somebody to borrow a copy of their movie. It's weird. Uh, Blockbuster video. <laughs> what a difference. Oh man. Oh man, you brought back the theme song too. The jingle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's just that's blowing my mind. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so it's it's been probably like 14, 15 years, and I, I, I know the I know the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I know. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember bits and pieces of the uh, the 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 one with Bacchus and, and that whole the pastoral one, but like Pastoral, yeah. yeah, but and and I know I know I, I have memories of Night on Bald Mountain. But mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. I know exactly what happened in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Everything else, I have, I have no, I have absolutely no memory of. Absolutely <laughs> no memory of any of this film. And it was kind there's, of there's fun. There's moments. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, it was fun to go back. Eh? Yeah, totally. Because it was just like you. You. I'm watching it, going, okay. I don't. I have no idea what's coming up next, and I don't know where this is going. I don't know what the next song is until they start playing it. Then I go, oh, okay, yeah, I know the song. I know the music. Mm-hmm. I am, I, I, you know, I, I am a music uh, aficionado, if that's the word. I don't know. Uh, I have an it's eclectic true. taste. You have a record player. I have a record player, <laughs> and I have old records, and I have brand new records too. Uh, but like I, <laughs> but like I, I, I like all sorts of music, and I know a lot of classical music because I will put classical music on every once in a while. I'll just 
because it's something mm-hmm. different than someone screaming in my ear. So <laughs> apparently I listen to a lot of death metal. Uh, and that's just death just metal. Death like, metal. <laughs> I'm going to do some writing. <laughs> I can't write. I can't work like write or draw. Like if I'm really having to focus on something, I can only do it to orchestration mm-hmm. uh, scores. I listen to a lot of musical scores, mm-hmm. not musicals, uh, music scores from films. From films. Yep. Because uh, lyrics sometimes infiltrate my, my writing. So then, they make their way into dialogue. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how you write and with yeah, with, with, how I don't know how you would write with lyrics because I I would be like oh, just, mm-hmm. no wait no no I'm stop singing stop singing I wrote I wrote the I wrote the last four songs I listened to. This is yes. not going to work in the script. We did tear down paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> Why do I keep repeating the lines, Jeff? Why? What is this? Why did you? It's the same line four times. It's like well, yeah. It's just three pages of I chime in. Haven't you people ever heard of closing a door? <laughs> Oh, and then all of a sudden, Cotton Eye Joe. Why is Cotton Eye Joe playing? What is what is that? What is this lyric? What if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, we all know this is an uh, no. Okay, we're not going there. Uh, this is a family show. So uh, I remember lots of this movie, yes. but only only in that as soon as the pieces started, did memories flood back. And I, I wonder if it has something to do with we had the Disney Channel growing up, and I can remember advertisements on the Disney channel where it's like, you're watching the Disney channel and they would show imagery of things. And I, I really recall uh, a, a nice little 30 second spot that had the hippos dancing with the crocodiles and the spinning flowers doing Russian dancings and Mickey crashing the waves uh, along the side of the cliff. Mm-hmm. And I, that is all those moments are so vivid in my memory. It has to have come from not, so much watching Fantasia, but seeing it bombarded <laughs> across the screen, <laughs> watching the Disney Channel growing up. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I was, I was, I'm, I'm looking. I'm going to try to find that commercial, and if I can find that commercial, <laughs> I will put it up onto the page or onto the onto the website. Oh, thank you, Jeff. just for you, TC, <laughs> just for you. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's so it's strange. It's funny, and it's funny that you're you're talking about like once the music started. You know, once the, once you get into the piece, then you kind of go, oh yeah, okay, I know this, and it's it's mm-hmm. I don't know, is that just that whole like recognition? Do you think it's the recognition of the music, or was it the visuals that you recognized? Was it the, was it the visuals from I, the commercials? I do think that plays a part in it, but I feel that music to, to the creative mind is the most powerful memory inducer. It's true. Okay, people seeing things, uh, yes, uh, hearing, uh, but I I. I feel like music takes me back to moments in time. I I can hear a song that on my like will come up on, on shuffle while I'm listening to my my iTunes, and it'll take me to a street corner 15 years ago, uh, or a, a friend that I haven't spoken to in a decade, or the the memory of of one of my nieces or my nephews being born. Like the music is so powerful of a, a memory inducer to me, mm-hmm. and I feel other creative minded people that. Hearing the songs from this bring about the imagery, not so much the imagery bringing up memories. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. I have one movie uh, score that 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 happens to me without fail. Doesn't matter what happens, I will pop that thing on, and I am just completely in a different place. I'm mentally, I mm-hmm. am. I have all these very strong memories of a particular time in my life that is sur- that surround that movie's score. And it's, it's just, it's, I totally get it. I totally understand where you're coming from with that. 
I get it. Which uh, which score is it? Um, the uh, the early two thousands version of the Time Machine. Oh, that is super fascinating. <laughs> that that would be the of all scores of all the scores. <laughs> it's not Back to the Future. It's not any of these movies yeah. that are in like the top. 50 movies of mine it's the time machine and there's something but there's something about that score that's that's strangely beautiful because it's it's very mm-hmm. orchestral but it's also very big and huge in spots and then the second half yeah. becomes this very like primitive native style tone when he ends up <laughs> in the distant future and it's such a weird kind of eclectic score but it's just oh it just oh there's a there's a yeah, there's, motif in there it really that just is makes me powerful. chills. <laughs> Love it. There there really is something powerful about orchestration. And I don't know if my love for that came from growing up having seen this movie more than once or what, but I genuinely have a love for orchestration and it, it very well could be rooted in this film. But uh, this this movie's so different than the two we've watched so far. Because it's not a character exploration. It's not a, a, a narrative plot. It's just this series of 12 short films that of, are of different art styles, that are of different music, uh, different eras of orchestration. And yeah, I it's it's great. I, I like this. We're, we're going to get to the package films, which I don't know if you've seen, which will feel more like this in that they have that sort of pseudo documentary feel. Mm-hmm. Are, are, um, but, uh, is those are I, those I will, like the, be, the like the three caballeros and stuff like that? Or is that yeah, what you're talking yeah. so about? Like make my music, make my music, um, fun and fancy free. Those movies, you're going to see some similarities to Fantasia as opposed to Snow White and Pinocchio. Which is, it was um, it was interesting because I was sitting here trying to think of like, well, what's the moral of this movie? And I'm like, well, there isn't one really, and there's not like a lesson no. to learn because it's not as you just said, it's not a standard. As as we could consider, it's not a standard Disney movie like we'd already watched. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it definitely makes it stand out a little bit more because it's so different. Um, yeah, and, but but you can kind of look at each piece in itself. So, uh, for example, we can kind of go through each section here real quick. Mm-hmm. And and if you have any any thoughts on them, we have the intro of the band, which we kind of touched on already. It was a nice way to immerse the audience into what they're about to see. Uh, and then we have the Nutcracker piece, which is. For me, that is the definitive imagery for the Nutcracker. Nuts, not the ballet. <laughs> when I hear these songs, I think of the dancing Russian flowers or the little toadstools. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good mental um, image to have. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Tchaikovsky would be very happy to know that. That's uh... <laughs> hey, we, he didn't even like it, so forget that guy. <laughs> uh, and then the Sorcerer's Apprentice. There's, I, I stand by. There's no more iconic. Perhaps Steamboat Willie only in the fact that that's the opening Disney logo now for so many movies. Right. <laughs> and you could argue that people, you know, even now, know, like seeing that animated logo, don't understand that that's from Steamboat Willie. Like, you you know, Steamboat like, Willie it's like, ah, it's Mickey. Yeah, it's just, oh, it's Mickey. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, he's kind of old. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, that's the extent <laughs> of it. But those pieces up to that point, mm-hmm. so those kind of four sections introducing the lights in the band, the Nutcracker and the Sorcerer's Apprentice feel good. Like they, they, those are very family friendly there. There's nothing, nothing off putting about those. The first time that they, they kind of change styles and they get into the right of spring, which is the dinosaur section. 
man, that T-Rex kills that Stegosaurus right there on the screen. Yeah. That's, I, him flapping over dead twice, which was unnecessary. <laughs> we get it. We get it. We he's get it. Dead. He's dead. Oh, God, he's dead. We're all dead. And that sequence, that sequence is the first one because I was trying to keep track of, we'll, we'll keep going, but I was trying to keep track of like if there's anything inappropriate or scary for kids. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of the real, like the first sequence where I kind of went, oh, oh, dang, oh, dang, they're eating each other. There's just there's there's yeah, death and, and killing on screen. I know it's nature, it's part of it's part of life, but it's still like mm-hmm. that could be kind of creep. It's kind of kind of scary for kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have intermission, then the soundtrack bit, and the soundtrack bit lightens things up again by just having like, oh come on out here, little soundtrack, make a noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laughed so loud when he made that noise. <laughs> it was just, it was the uh, right sound. It made me laugh. I went, yeah. that's funny. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and you have the pastoral, which is the Greek, uh, those characters. And then there's, um, you know, we, we kind of discussed the inappropriate nature of Sunflower and some of those yep. racial stereotypes of the era. Yep. But even the nudity and um, – but that still has some goofiness to it with Bacchus and even how Vulcan and Zeus are chucking lightning bolts at characters. Yeah. It's still it's still light and cute, and that's followed by the hippos. <laughs> the hippo scene, which did you notice? Did you see Cleo, the fish from um, Pinocchio? Oh, she was in there, yeah. Because the the I think oh, it's you know the what? hippo is it the hippo that does a double take to like I think she does like a like yeah. a, like a look to the audience. You know, I, this this would have to be we'd have to look this up and and. I I seem to recall that Figaro and Cleo have the most cameos in the entire Disney library. Really? I, I'd have to Google that, but uh, I I seem to recall. You know, listeners, Google. Uh, you can uh, you can tweet me. <laughs> tweet 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 TC uh, the link to an article that shows all the times that he's re- they're referenced in it. Uh, yeah, I just I got excited because like at first I had a note that I thought um, earlier in the film uh, actually it might have been during the the. The uh, Rites of Spring sequence Nutcr- or, or the Nutcracker mm-hmm. that there was like a fish at one point. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks a little bit like Cleo. But then later yeah. during the hip during that hippo sequence, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That is flat out Cleo. That is absolutely the fish from Picking Pinocchio. And the hippo That's just great. turned to the camera and looked at the audience, acknowledging <laughs> the fact that that is like, did you see that? Did you see the fish in the bubble? That was Cleo. <laughs> that was Cleo. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only we could have had like in the Warner Brothers cartoons, the silhouette of a guy. Eyes standing up on the bottom of the screen going, that's Cleo, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> sit down. Yeah, and the cartoons <laughs> turning at him and looking at him until he sits back down. Uh, very classic. Uh, <laughs> but for, for as light and as wonderful as those are, which I, that the animation, the, the physical, the physicality of the <laughs> ostriches, yeah. the alligator, the hippo and, and the elephants, which I forgot about the elephants when they showed up, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the the animation of those characters is – I love how the hippos move. They're just – again, hand-drawn. It's just incredible oh, totally. how animated they are. <laughs> <laughs> and how well animated they are. I mean they just – they look yeah. – they, they – I, I don't – I, I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody is able to do that uh, <laughs> and do that so <laughs> <Me neither>. well. <laughs> I have an art major. I have no idea how anybody could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, a- after all that funness, it goes into Bald Mountain. True. Which I can remember scaring me as a kid, but scaring me in that I was 
curious. It 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 made me curious. I I was I wasn't so scared that I looked away. I was kind of fascinated by the horror imagery that isn't that is Bald Mountain, right? Uh, I know people to this day who like ah oh, my kid can't watch Fantasia because that ball that that Demon Mountain sequence is too scary. <laughs> well, you know what? No, like, you, well, just skip that section. This is and, and look, you're just done. Just skip the last chapter. You're fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know that it's funny now that so you're, you're going through this and I'm looking at my notes and I kind of realize something like there is definitely like you said there's there's definitely like a, a change in tone. Mm-hmm. of this film about halfway through it after that intermission the first half is is more light and colorful and kind of a little you know a little happier and goofy goofier not goofy but a little goofier <laughs> um, <laughs> um gosh but then like you <laughs> <laughs> but then you hit like the you hit that you hit the intermission you come back and then it's it's almost like they structured it because they knew someday kids would just fall asleep halfway through it listening to yeah. classical music yeah, you're right. And the second you're half right. is for the parents. <laughs> yeah, that after after the hippos for from Bald Mountain into Ave Maria is almost 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's some, somewhere like 13, 13 to 15 minutes long. That's a that's, that's some of these sequences are quite lengthy. Uh particularly pastoral is a bit long. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, the Rite of Spring is a bit long. And not long in a bad way. I'm not criticizing it for being lengthy. It's just it's that last 15 minutes of the movie is not for kids. No, it's, it's not, not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Ava, the Ava Maria portion of it is, uh, Ave, sorry, uh, is, is, mm-hmm. is very long. Man, that, that final shot pushing through the trees and then to the mountain and then to the mm-hmm. sky Mm-hmm. And then the sky some more, and it's like it just the the, the sequence itself just draws on for a Keeps very going. long time. Keeps going. Yeah, and I think I think that's an issue. I think a lot of people would have issue with that nowadays because I feel mm-hmm. like we're in a world where we're so used to don't let things play out too long, which is, this is a good thing and a bad thing simultaneously. Um, right. I, we're just, we're in a much quicker, like a faster paced world to actually let stuff just go on that long and without a, mm-hmm. without a pause, I feel like, I mean, Hey, I, I, I'm right there. Uh, there's a part about halfway through this film where I was kind of like, okay, how much more of this is there actually? And then I got <laughs> distracted with it again. And then, then, you know, we hit the dance of the hours and night of all mountain. And I was like, all right, I got it. Yep. I'm in. You got me now. <laughs> but you know, there's still like, there's, there's a part where it's like, it's too long for a lot of today's culture. And a lot of today's mm-hmm. people, and I feel like it's just it's gonna put people to sleep. <laughs> and kids yeah. definitely, kids are not gonna stick around. And maybe that's why I never liked it. I don't think I finished it when I watched it 15 years ago or 17 or whatever. Oh, wow. I don't think like I finished you it. You didn't get to that section, no, because I couldn't. Because I was just like, it's just this is not entertaining to me. I was also a very different person 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was, a, <laughs> I wasn't exactly the same. No different way to stick same with hair. your morals. Same hair. Hasn't <laughs> cut it since. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> DC looks like cousin it right now from the Addams family. It's really long. He's even talking like that. You guys are just <laughs> deep reference, Jeff, deep reference. <laughs> <laughs> That's one for the modern people that no one's going to get. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think I, I, I know I think that was my issue was I just I, I was not 
I was not in the frame of mind where I'm like, I want to sit down and I will watch a two hour classical music movie short film short film thing. series yeah exactly <laughs> with no disney characters that i recognize except for one sequence with mickey huh? and like yeah so so it's just like ah that's it that's all that like i don't think i could i don't think i wanted to back then and i still think that's even no, hard no, for some no. people today yes yeah i do f- this of the three we've watched so far mm, is the hardest to ex- to uh, it's it's the least accessible mm-hmm. in that it because it's not a character story because it doesn't have a narrative plot. I can understand why this movie wouldn't necessarily appeal to first timers or that it's not one that sticks to many people. I do know people who love Fantasia for very good reasons. This, the music, the, the imagery, I mean, help once again, very well animated water throughout this. Movie. Oh, totally. Oh, water. And then like the, <laughs> the sequence with the, uh, the, the, the lava and the steam, like that was mm-hmm. that I, I was trying to think, I'm like, I don't know another movie, especially in this time frame, where it's hand drawn lava and animation like that. And I'm I'm watching it going. They're trying to figure out how to make this, how to make that look cool. Like yeah. you could see just the way they were drawing it that they were figuring things out and trying to, you know, trying <laughs> using different techniques. And and it was fascinating to watch that. And again, yeah. well done considering it's like, well, how do you draw <laughs> lava? Lava doesn't move very fast. First off, and you have to make this D- look Disney, excellent. They, yeah, they they innovated so much in the world of animation to to go beyond rotoscoping to to develop technique based on like they walked a hippo into the animation studios they <laughs> to this day they will bring in the creatures they're trying to animate to watch them move yep. and to or they will send their animators around the world to absorb themselves into the culture or the hemisphere that they're trying to to draw and i to see them animate water and lava, you, you you just have to assume that they went and studied, did, did <laughs> character, quote unquote, character studies of lava. Tim, <laughs> we're, uh, we're so sending good. you to Hawaii. Uh, we want you to take a look at this uh, active volcano. Uh, just go okay. stand by for a couple hours, draw some stuff. <laughs> It's like Tim never came back. Um, <laughs> I miss Tim. I miss Tim. Guy. He was a nice guy. He used to, he was the only one that really knew how to draw lava. <laughs> Up close so and personal. I, yes. I I how do you get people to watch this? And is is this a movie that you you could give to a, like sit a kid down? We kind of ask ourselves with the other two: Is this appropriate for children? And I ask the same question now: Is Fantasia as part of this library? something that you would sit a family down and watch? I think if, because of today's, the way that we are in today's society in in this world, um, I feel like the best way that you could get a family to sit down and watch it is by dividing up each musical segment into multiple. And watch it in pieces. Yep. Because really you could, there's nothing, there's no reason you have to sit down and watch Fantasia as a whole from beginning Mm -hmm. to end if you didn't have to. Right. You could uh, I'll tell you, you what, could Jeff. break it into like 15 minute segments. You watch this one tonight, watch another one tomorrow night and just kind of dull right. them out a little bit. Well, uh, you know, that 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 brings up a fair point in that the Disney Walt Disney himself was innovating film by creating the, theatrical length feature film animated films. Right. But he he had developed his technique and the Disney style over shorts, over short cartoons mm-hmm. and with Snow White. And Pinocchio and this, there is still the mentality of short film storytelling, 
particularly in Fantasia here, but think about Pinocchio, think about Snow White. Those movies are structured as bit after bit after bit, kind of laced to, they're not kind of, they are laced together by a, by a thread of a plot, but they still can be watched in pieces. That is very and, true. Yeah, we have yet to see within these three films a feature film that can't be watched that way, that needs to be watched in its entirety. The only thing that I think would that might bore some kids, and this is going off of my own experience with children, mm-hmm. uh, especially watching Disney films, is that because like Fantasia, besides Mickey being in that one sequence, there's no right. recognizable Disney characters in anywhere else in the film. So what you right. might yeah. run across this issue, whereas at least Pinocchio uh, or Snow White, the, the characters are there. You see them. If they're not in this scene, give them 10 more minutes and they'll show up again. Uh, give but, them five minutes. Uh, give yeah. them five minutes for that matter. But like, uh, whereas this one, it, I mean, it's what? It's it's at least 25 minutes before we get to the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, if not longer. Maybe a half hour. Yeah, about 20, 20 minutes, 20, 20, 25 minutes, somewhere in there. And then after that sequence is done, Mickey shows back up to, you know, pull on the conductor and then walks <laughs> off. And then that's it. That's the last time you see a recognizable Disney character in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the hippos and the alligators and all that stuff. They look like characters. They look like Disney characters, but they aren't Disney characters. So you right. you, you tow this line of the kids are going to be like, well, when's Mickey showing back up again? Or, you know, or is, you Plus, know who, where's Minnie? Where's she going to be? You know, where's the princess? Like, Right, right, right. And, and another thing that's a turnoff for trying to sit people down and watch this is how much explanation occurs between the bits, mm-hmm. uh, particularly between before Rite of Spring and Pastoral. The, the, the narrator, here's what you're about to see. And he tells the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> all right, now let's watch it. <laughs> it's like, you know, you could have skipped that. Just went right into the next yeah, piece. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to hear you talking about this. Come on, just show the darn thing. Oh, hey, sit still, kids, because as you know, the instructor told us, Vulcan and Zeus still need to show up. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, no, there Jeff, they are. Jeff, Jeff, what? Hear me out here. Okay, I, I know we'll we'll get to a a, a theory that you may have found, but yes. I have a little theory myself. Okay, about Fantasia that I'd like to share with you. Okay, I feel that the older I get, the older viewers of this movie get, the more they can appreciate this film because now now tangent for a second. I used to love making mixed CDs. Okay. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I loved making mixed CDs and figuring out the order of the songs to structure a story. Okay. That's, I, I always liked my mix, like my mixes to have arcs to them that it wouldn't just be 10, 15 random songs that there would be some sort of flow to the entire album. Okay. And hell, some of the best albums out there are structured around the flow of one song to a next. That is very true. Uh, in in a world we exist in now where it's singles, you just buy a single off iTunes, the art of the album has been lost. It's true because even nowadays you can – if you look at an album, a lot of albums are – well, these first five songs are the singles. There's no connection yeah, yeah. to them. Oh, but then like the second half of the album, there's kind of mm-hmm. a flow there. It's because that's first where they put all the rest yeah. of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, hear, hear me out. Here's my theory about – the album-like structure of Fantasia. Okay. Okay. I think Fantasia represents human life. Okay. You in, you intro the band and you get into 
what the the ideas of this this piece is going to this whole film is going to be through through very vague imagery and that is birth that the movie births you into music right okay and then you get the the nutcracker which travels through the seasons and shows growth you're growing up you're you're going from uh, season to season growing and you get into the source's apprentice which is very much a rebellious teenager right because you're okay. doing what you're not supposed to be doing Right. Okay. Then you get into the Rite of Spring, which shows the the era of the dinosaurs and is the first uh, introduction of not just life and its growth, but death into. So later in your teenage years is when you start appreciating the finality of life and what happens with death. You get the intermission to let that settle in and you come back with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Come on out here, soundtrack. And this is once again birth, but not your birth the birth of a child because you encourage this child to come out and start experiencing and, and show what they are capable of. Uh, then you get into pastoral, which is representative of parenthood. You get to see the Pegasus being uh, um, taught how to fly by their parents and you get to watch the people around you pairing off and developing relationships and moving on in their own way. Alcohol. <laughs> yep. Thank you for bringing that up. I was going to bring it up if you yep, didn't. <laughs> yep. And then you get to watch the hippo sequence, which which is the the hours with the hippos and whatnot. And where yes, that is very fun and fancy free. It's you're. I I feel just going with my theory here. That's taking a step back, and it's letting your the the grandkids and the younger kids in your life experience the the fun and cuteness of these cartoon characters. A distraction of sorts that a grandparent would put on to distract their kids. Then you get into Bald Mountain, which is truly nearing the end of your life and death and really appreciating the gravity and what is to come. Right. But as fearful as that might be, especially later in your life when you're reaching the end of it, you do have the hope of the afterlife, which is is represented in the sunset. Right. Well, that just blew any theory that I was going to talk about out of the water. Uh, <laughs> well, Jeff, I'm going to make you even matter. I literally came up with that while we were talking here. Oh, man. How can you multitask so well? <laughs> I don't know. I, I While we were discussing the pieces, it kind of dawned on me that, that there is somewhat of a whole arc in Fantasia. And it is the story of life. A story of life from the beginning and the end, and that is very, that is very fascinating. Uh, that that theory, I because uh, as everybody knows, I, I looked up theories for Fantasia just to see what there was, mm-hmm. so that way if, if there was anything interesting, we could discuss it. Um, I did not stumble across that being a uh, a theory uh, from from I've, many I've, places. I've so, developed a theory so quickly. Write there it must. down. Write an article. I wrote, I wrote, and then I gotta write. I do a video essay. And do a okay, video essay right, on it, on. and then we will we'll, we'll, we'll throw a whole bunch of money on it, and it'll become a viral video, and you'll become a superstar. Done. Yes. And then you'll right, you'll good. plug this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what's our next section? We do you want what's the is it the ranking? What, what do we do next well, here? So let me let me let me discuss the the theory that I found. I do want to bring it up because it oh, is okay. a, it is a very mm. fascinating a little fascinating theory. It's not all too different from what you had. Um, oh, good. All right, cool. I'm, yours, I'm on the same page as someone. I'm yep, okay with it. You're definitely on the same page. <laughs> uh, what it is, is so I found this. It's a video. It's a video essay uh, from the YouTube channel uh, Watso Videos. 
is the so w o t s o and then videos uh this video they actually posted uh about two weeks ago <laughs> so it's a fr- they did it for us they did it for us they, i feel they did for- <laughs> so what it is is uh the, the the point of it is it's fantasia is one story ah okay cool i'm a, i was i'm liking this yep. go ahead and it's the origin of the disney universe Oh, they're not right. technically in order. They're not in chronological order, but the different songs represent different times for the for the uh, the universe. And just to kind of give a quick breakdown, uh, they do a really well, really good job. And it's, not, it's I think it's only like a nine minute video or uh, ish. Okay. So it's, 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 if it's not under 10. I won't watch it. I got things to do. <laughs> I got things to do in my life. Uh, it's a six and a half minute video. Uh, but basically, the points are that the the first song starts with just the orchestra and no animation. Uh, so it's basically it's 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 like it's just the origin of it's of, of humans or not of humans but it's the origin of just sound and then it slowly starts forming the animation of the shapes so it's like the origin of kind of animation from the human world okay Okay. it starts off a little kind of ridiculous here at the start but it gets it gets better but then what happens is those (laughs) shapes those random shapes and and, and items start taking on personalities of their own so they start becoming sentient um and then ultimately it leads into the forming of the universe uh the ones that created the shapes were the greek gods or the gods that we saw from later on they're the ones that created it um Mm -hmm. But then what we do is then we see life form on Earth during the Rite of Spring sequence and going up. You know, it starts off very much so like our world, our history leading up through to now we've kind of entered this alternate dimension. So then the dinosaurs die off. And then as time passes, something changes in this alternate world where instead of humans coming, now magic starts forming yeah <laughs> so so now it's it's that and that that's that mid magic that is what you often see in so many disney movies there's always that mm-hmm. form of magic that just slightly different world um and that's what you see during the nutcracker suite then we lead into the sorcerer's apprentice which is the is is the fact that showing that the animals have in fact changed from these oh sorry i, I skipped around a little bit the the greek mythology characters the 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 uh uh sorry the 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 animals during that sequence come after the rite of spring and then after that comes okay. the uh the hippo scene where you're seeing that the animals are starting <laughs> to become more kind of human ish they have like their mm-hmm, own personalities mm-hmm. that leads us into the sorcerer's apprentice where we see that there is animals and humans kind of living you know living together mass hysteria interacting interacting yeah. with each other <laughs> but then also doing magic and that the magic that mickey and the, the sorcerer is actually doing is the magic to help defend against the demons that we see in the night of bald mountain those uh, those types of monsters Cernabog. exactly so like that's that's the theory that this that this channel kind of touches upon and i thought it was kind of it was yeah. very an interesting theory because that does just thinking about future disney movies that does mm-hmm. kind of explain like the origin of the disney universe that it was after the dinosaurs <laughs> died magic got introduced and then humans came along so that way pinocchio still works but there's this whole magic <laughs> element of the world that exists in the disney universe and you saw the origin of it in fantasia Fantasia. Yeah. I like that. That's it reminds me of the Pixar theory and how how that is laced together over the course of history. Right. 
Right. Like like certain movies huh. take place like like was it like Monsters Incorporated takes place way in the future but then like way in the future, you yeah. know, like after it actually after Wally, I think technically or something yeah. along those lines, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's it was just kind of an interesting theory and like I said, it's only six and a half minutes. I like that. It. Yeah. It'll be on I'll post it on Facebook. I'll actually I'll, I'll also post it on uh the page for this episode on the Ghost Hat website uh once this episode goes up just <laughs> so you could kind of watch it there. But I just thought it was kind of a fun little video and these guys do this channel at least does a ton of uh kind of disney disney theories just in general like there's a lot of them. <laughs> we might be hearing from them a lot then in the course of our podcast <laughs> it might very well happen uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but yeah i just thought that was kind of interesting um, yeah. um i again i don't know if there's always going to be theories for these episodes but i just thought that one sounded fun i gotta dug that no no so. uh, yeah 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 i like that one i i, I uh, i'm wondering what the listeners think uh is anyone like my idea that i just laid out um, <laughs> <laughs> i think tc is trying to say if you like his idea let us know because i think it was a great yeah. idea actually that totally makes yes. sense and if that feels something honestly that feels more like something they would do you know like that mm-hmm. that feels more natural um for that for when they were making this movie to have it be like well yeah this is kind of this kind of represents the the you know the the teenager years and this is kind of nearing yeah, yeah. death and uh that actually but makes a lot like more that, sense i like that idea of the of fantasia kind of representing the creation of the Disney universe of the Disney universe. If it was reordered, yeah. if it was cut, you could recut it in a chronological order uh, because mm. it's definitely out of order right now. But you could recut it, which would mean that uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice would happen right before Night on Bald Mountain, <laughs> like in that well, order. Then, uh, <laughs> speaking of orders, mm-hmm. I have to ask: <gasps> of all the Disney movies <gasps> that we have watched for this podcast, all of them, where where do you rank? Fantasia. You know it's tough. I mean, I know, I know we've we've watched we've watched three whole movies so far. Uh, <laughs> so here, this was tough for me too, though. To be honest, to, to as I was watching it and keeping that in the back of my head of of comparing it to the other two and where to put it. So, this isn't easy. So I will say this: it is my number three. Oh, all right. Because we fi- do we, we finally, finally disagree? disagree? Okay, good. <laughs> maybe, good. maybe. Um, I'll let you explain. I'll let you explain. <laughs> no, I, I I'm gonna put this as number three. I I love the music in it. It's a lot of fun. The the visuals they do is a great idea, and you know it came out gorgeous looking, just as the last two movies have. Um, but at the end of the day, it does not feel like a Disney movie to me. Mm-hmm. So I I tend to lean towards Pinocchio and Snow White because those are Disney movies. Those are Disney characters. That's the Seven Dwarfs. That's Pinocchio. That's you know like like I tend to lean towards that over this one because of that reason because that feels like a Disney yeah. movie to me. So I want to say so Pinocchio is still number one. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs is number two, and then Fantasia is number three. Right as All of right. now. So <laughs> what did you what what's your order, sir? Where do you want to put it? <laughs> well, uh, much like when this movie came out and it was a, a, a critical and financial failure, <laughs> and over time, people have developed a love for it, going so far as it was re-released into theaters in the 60s to capitalize on the psychedelic era. It was the best-selling VHS when it came out in the 90s, mm-hmm. and uh, people have developed a, a love for it over time, which plays into my my concept of <laughs> you have to be older to appreciate this. Right. Um, I've I've definitely enjoyed it this time 
more than I have any other time in my life watching it, though I can't tell you when I last time I watched it. Um, <laughs> but you are not wrong. There is there is something mm, that doesn't quite do it. It, it. Well, it's not something. It's the fact that there's no narrative here to string together two hours other than our fan theories. <laughs> right, right. Which is so, all my fan theories uh, makes me want to rewatch the movie, or both of these fan theories, I want to rewatch the movie now and go, okay, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, that, oh. yeah. And like now I'm dissecting it on a completely different mm-hmm. level. But yes. I am going to put it just underneath Snow White so that it's num- it's my number three as well, but very close. I, I, I went back and forth on it, but when it comes down to it, I could put Snow White in and watch it again, whereas Fantasia is... In a small way, a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. It is It is something, because that's the one thing with Fantasia. You you put this movie on specifically to sit and watch the movie. Because yeah, you yeah. can't like just have it on in the background and know what's going on. Like, like with Snow White, I could just have that on in the background. I know what's happening in that mm-hmm. movie. I know the songs. I can sing along. I hear the voices. I know what's happening. I don't have to sit and pay attention. Whereas Fantasia, right. you're only listening to classical music if you're doing that. You're not watching a movie. You might as well put on the classical Spotify playlist, you know, or, yes. or Pandora station. Exactly. It's, and it's not. We're not disparaging the movie oh, no. by all means. We're just. It's because I'm forcing Jeff to rank it that we have to <laughs> have to rank it. But this, there is so much cool in this movie. There's so much good stuff in this movie, yeah. and I've and just genuinely appreciate it more and more the more times I've seen it. And oh, man, it's. <laughs> So, so there's some me. classic Disney in here. There is some. Cla- and that's the thing is like, it's not saying like, oh, well, they hadn't figured out their style yet because those animals are flat out Disney characters. The You know, mm-hmm. Bacchus looks exactly like a cartoon human as <laughs> character would in a Disney. Like you, mm-hmm. you go, yeah, that's Disney's work. You can see that. But it's not. I don't know. It's just it's it's tough. It's not exactly the Disney movie. Yeah. That the average moviegoer is going to want to sit and watch. There you go. I'm curious to see what uh, what our listeners might think about Fantasia, especially compared to the other two films we've watched together so far. So certainly comment, and you can tweet at me at TC's Big Head <laughs> on the Twitter. And you can tweet at Jeff at, at Random Bell. Indeed, that's me. I'm on I'm on Twitter a lot. <laughs> I've been spending the last handful of days just on Twitter. I like live on Twitter now. Uh, it's my place. It's it's my people. I'm cool. I'm enjoying the, the my people. Uh, <laughs> you like people, but only in 140 characters yep, at a time. Yep. In real life, that'd be like me starting a sentence and. Sorry, I'm just walking, ah, I'm just walking you, away. You, <laughs> that's pretty much how I talk to people in real in the real life. So, all right, well, let's. Well, um, did we get any comments this week? We did get a couple comments. We got one. Uh, we got we got we got two of them. Um, definitely. Uh, did you want to read Thomas's on the Facebook while I read off our first comments? Oh, you're. You're, oh, I have to go to Facebook. It's then. on Facebook. <laughs> I don't have it directly in front of me. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. Here, go with I'll comments. Go. So the first question and com- question slash comments ish uh, is from Colin. Colin Kircher. Colin, yay! For those of you who listened to the yay, AFI Colin. Top uh, 100 podcast, uh, listened to if any of you have ever listened to Super Happy Fun Time, that was a sh- podcast that uh, Colin and I do every once in a great, great while. Colin and Lindsay from the AFI podcast will be doing the Oscars Best Picture, so uh, you, you'll. Hear him, but Colin. Uh, Colin wanted to send me two questions. Number one: mm. uh, What is your favorite classical uh, classic piece of music? 
And what piece would you like to see animated? Hmm. Because of this okay, movie, so obviously what? this movie took like a, like a handful of very popular, you know, classical pieces of music uh, and animated it. So popular for the 40s, popular for the 40s. Obviously, they didn't know anything. They didn't know dinosaurs were killed by a giant meteorite. <laughs> <laughs> so what is people. our favorite piece of classical music? from the movie or just in general i think just in general just because uh, because colin did this really awesome video a handful of years ago uh using the piece of music claire de lune and he oh, did okay. this kind of like motion graphic animation 3d uh piece to it and it came out looking awesome so it, and that, that's i think his question just generally is like what's your what's your general favorite piece of mu- uh, classical music and uh mm-hmm. and would you like to see that animated or or what piece would you like to see animated Oh, jeez. It's a tough question. I have to get <laughs> up my... a tough question. I got to open Thanks up my classical music. Because <laughs> I cannot remember off the top um, of my head. Yeah, I... I uh, unfortunately, the things that are popping in my head right now are from Fantasia 2000. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, boy, I'd love to see... No, no, that's in Fantasia 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I do this one. Nope, that one said it. Mine's definitely... Um, the I, I i there's a handful of of just amazing pieces of uh, of uh classical music and i know a lot of people might excuse me it might initially go to like uh uh carmina barana because that's such a well-known mm-hmm. that might be fun to see animated um i would probably yeah, i'd probably okay. do that for the one that i'd like to see animated um but ironically probably one of my favorite pieces of classical music is the piano concerto number one in b flat minor Opus 23 by... Can you hum a few bars? By Tchaikovsky, uh, Ch- <laughs> ironically. So, <laughs> um, oh, you're going to make me try to remember how the opening... <laughs> it's, it's a very big, or at least it starts with a very big kind of brassy um, tone to it. And it's just, it's such a great... I don't know if that actually just got picked up. I started playing it. Hold on, give me two seconds. I want to play this to see if it actually <laughs> starts recording. Is... Uh, Here, actually, you know what I can do? Dun, 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 dun. Here, hold on. Let me do this. I'm gonna, dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna kind of play it in my dun, headphones. Is it that one? So brassy. It's very, good, it's very, it. it's very brassy. That's a good looking brass right there. Yeah, you know what I can say? Wait a minute, this is a family show, TC. It's oh, family. The, the instruments. The instruments. Uh, okay. Yes. I, I I can't recall if this is in Fantasia 2000, but I like the. Yes. Isn't that um? It's it's not okay. It's the it's the piece of music that the that the composer ripped off for the beginning of Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but it's not the same piece of music. It's not the same song. What is it? Isn't it like something for like Bessie? Isn't that? Isn't it? No, 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 no. That's a different. That's a different piece of classical music. No way to find out. I feel like, yeah, that's it. There's no way. I feel like we've suddenly reached NPR status. It's like, oh, yes, my favorite piece of music is the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 3 in G major uh, from the Trevor Pinnock and the European Brandenburg Ensemble. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading really off one of my like other to ones. See, I, I would love to see uh, some, it's not classic symphony or classic orchestration like Beethoven or Bach or mm-hmm. Mozart, but, but stuff like, like, it would be amazing to see someone do a Fantasia of John Williams suites. Oh, that'd be right? interesting. Like, to, like to his, not necessarily his, his themes. Yeah, not necessarily just do an animated Indiana Jones followed by an animated Star Wars, but 
figure out visual imagery that is indicative of those songs without blatantly being those those images you know what i mean right right like you don't want to see you don't want to see like princess leia's theme and the animation be literally princess leia on the screen right 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 because i love one one of my favorite john williams pieces is krypton his his song krypton from the 1977 or 78 uh superman okay which is they used it in, very effectively in the first preview for Superman Returns, <laughs> which I know we're stretching far back here. They're just but going that way piece back. of music is so moving without necessarily being as rem- memorable and iconic as the theme to Superman itself. So That makes sense. I'd love to see some sort of animation of that type of music. Well, there you go, Colin. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> I hope that answers your question, Colin. Uh, <laughs> also, by the way, TC, the piece of music mm-hmm. that you were thinking of is Raymond Scott's Powerhouse B. Thank you. You are that's, welcome. I knew that, but I, didn't, I couldn't remember if it was B or D, and oh, I didn't want to yes. sound like an idiot. Yes, that's right. That's right. It's so easy to get all those powerhouses that he's done confused. <laughs> well, I do have I do have Thomas's comment up here. Okay. Go ahead and read Thomas. Thomas says, I want to wish you luck with Fantasia. I tried watching it a few weeks ago and had to stop after 45 minutes. (laughs) I like to think I have eclectic taste, but watching nonsensical imagery for that long (laughs) bored me. I'm going to try to watch the rest before listening to this episode. Good luck. And I hope you got more out of it than I did. So, (laughs) Well, Thomas, (laughs) I hope that by us analyzing the film at least as deeply as we did in some spots that you might be willing to go back to give it a second shot especially with the but i don't blame you i don't blame you (laughs) that is true that's i think see and i think that's that goes right back to kind of what we were discussing earlier about like like trying to get just people and anybody nowadays any any families or or how easy would it be to try to sell somebody to watch this movie you know like stand by it it's a commitment it's a commitment And, (laughs) and and as i said earlier i mean halfway through it there was a point where i checked to see how much more more time was on it and it wasn't a pleasantly surprised holy cow there's only 10 minutes left it was more of a okay oh, this okay this like another hour 45 minutes it's like thing. okay how many more songs are there is a short song they're not short songs okay mm. but like so it's definitely well, thank you, it's definitely yeah thank, thank you, you very thomas much so thomas you thomas is a great guy <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't make it all the way through police academy so uh <laughs> I don't blame him for that either. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through Police Academy, okay? All of those movies are horrible. <laughs> no, one in three Ugh. are good. Anyways. <laughs> off topic, off, off topic. Off topic, off topic. Completely different podcast. If you want to know what I was talking about, check out Franchise Schmanchise on the Ghost Hat Network. Um, so uh, the only thing we missed, the only thing, the one, one section we had, we will miss and then we'll wrap up today's episode. Okay. The Disney tropes or firsts. Ah, there was, what did you spot this time? This is the Tinkerbell-like fairy that flies in and then dollops magic that comes out in a white sparkle. Hmm, okay. It is so during the, the early scenes uh, when you when you first see all the fairies, obviously, when you see the fairies. Right. The yeah. only scene not, where the fairies not, are in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're, you're calling that the beginning of a Disney, a very Disney element, right. which is the... The fairies, the fairies, and their magic, and the and I think what it did, what it, what it did for, to me, why why it made me think of that was the way that they animated the like the magic sparkle coming out after she taps something or after the fairy taps something because it's it's very mm-hmm. much so like the Tinkerbell kind of just like like half a sphere of magic and that's what kind of made me go oh okay that's kind of early Tinkerbell. Okay, so that cool. was my I, 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 my first. I approve that message. Okay, good. <laughs> 
Well, fantastic. I think that was a great episode. Um, yeah. Next, um, I'm, I'm happy with this movie. Uh, I'm happy I'm happy we watched this. Uh, I'm glad this was a thing. I'm glad we did this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. This is... Uh, Run, uh, well, uh, just telling uh, anyone who may have got, given Fantasia another watch, or if you just have really fond memories of it, please comment uh, on the Facebook page, which is the top shelf. Uh, what is it? Uh, Facebook.com slash what's the top shelf pod? Top shelf pod. Yes. And you can also tweet at both Jeff and I, like we said earlier. I'm at TC's Big Head. He's at Random Bell. Indeed, and you can find us, talk to us, all you guys want. We we always look forward to people leaving comments and talking to you guys, and it's it's great to know. Mm-hmm. And as I said last week, the podcast is up on all sorts of the networks. It's all over the place. It's on iTunes, on on Google Play, up on Stitcher. So be sure to subscribe on any of those services, um, just so that way you guys can keep up with these episodes. These guys go out every Wednesday morning at, I think I'm scheduling them at like seven now, trying to hit people. Well, seven o'clock, seven a.m. Central. So, so then people can listen on their way to work. Exactly. That's the plan. That's my hope. So <laughs> yeah. uh, any, uh, so definitely just keep an eye out for those. They come out once a week, and we're just going to mm-hmm. keep going. Now, next week, TC, What's next? next week's movie. I'm kind of excited because I don't remember this movie at all either. <laughs> it, it's Dumbo, it is, right? It is Dumbo from 1941. Dumbo. It's going to be exciting. 1941. Which, Dumbo. Now, whew. A uh, uh, little preview here. Mm-hmm. Those crows are going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think they're just going to cut him out in the movie entirely? And he's just going to be talking no. to nobody? <laughs> Dumbo's already the shortest of all these movies. Oh. Is, I don't even think it actually qualifies as feature length anymore. <laughs> oh, really? It just uh... So we're going from the longest to the shortest. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's only 64 minutes long. Holy cow. Yeah. Yep. That, it was. Yep. Well, well, we'll get there. Holy so Dumbo God. is next week folks i'm looking forward to the conversation about this one i am as well it's great to it's great to do these with you tc thank you very much for sitting and (laughs) bestowing your wisdom upon us yet again (laughs) this is a great this is a grand old time and i'm always excited on sunday when i go i get to record with jeff tomorrow (laughs) i get quite excited uh and i'm like okay what movie do we get to watch and then let me write all this down and then let's start recording i have a whole day to wait oh this is sad I got it. Well, thank you, everybody. (laughs) All right, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at (laughs) www.ghosthat.net. I like the ending.